K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a and we back. Welcome to the podcast dojo, baby. You know where it is. Hot, fresh out the kitchen. This is another episode of Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. Depending on who you are, you may not have to say all three of those things at the same time, but I still am pretty particular about my stuff. And my co-host is world-renowned, woo, locally known, woo, universally accepted, Woo, a 16-time Zone 6 champion of the world. Uh, put your hands together out there in your mind's eye for my co-host, my cohort, Mr. Bionis. What up, B? Man, I just talk it like I bring it won't, won't. Okay, if you're going to bring that to the podcast, <laughs> then I'm going to have to talk about it. Be no, honest, we gotta talk that about thing the you energy, just said, that tune, it kind of sounds... Like it melodic, like perhaps someone had set those very words to a song. Is there anything? Is is that from a song? Be honest. Hey man, you already know it's not Zone Six, but you know it's some some South stuff. D- down South, I'm a South how, guy. How, how deep down South are we talking here, B? We talking about pretty much the middle bottom. Are we talking about the boot? Yeah, you can't go no further down there. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, my you know, I have a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> Based on the colloquialism that you just used, that 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 poetic melody that you gave me, and you know, in the womp womp, I'm thinking that might be of I want to say cash. No, no, Not cash no, money. Cash money. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna go. OG, No Limit Records. OG, No Limit. That's right. That's that's right. That's just the kind of mood I'm in today, man. I don't know. I hope that. I hope that was that mystical because that type of nonsense I would associate mystical. <laughs> man, stop playing. You know, it's that's fiend, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Fiend. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me, fiend, no- who the fuck's fiend? Let me let me think about this. <laughs> was he known. one of those? Did he have a CD that were just the lining was plastic and the outside was like cardboard? <laughs> a did, a did, he, did he have one of them CDs? A digi I'm talking case? about right after the I'm About It movie. Is he, was he one of those artists? Um, I don't know, but I, he was lesser known, of course, but he had a couple okay, of hits. Oh, did he make it to the I Got the Hookup movie? <laughs> I don't think so. If he was, yeah, if he was in that movie, he, he didn't have a talking role. That's also very possible. You know, related but unrelated. You know, um, there's apparently... And I got the hookup too right now coming coming to a theater near nobody. I saw it. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that. It looks it looks um slight. <laughs> what are you gonna say it looks good? And this <laughs> nigga hasn't seen the goddamn Avengers and he's telling me <laughs> this shit is all starting to make sense. I'm telling you what, be honest. No. That that black side of yours is a real son of a bitch. It's I'll a tell motherfucker. You. That black side is a motherfucker, man. I've been in some crazy places before, but you'll shit. never know it based off of my my English speaking ability. So, so, so please tell me why you know you know why are you uh, eagerly with bated breath anticipating I got the hookup too in two thousand in a whole ass two thousand and nineteen. Uh, it seemed there were some slightly amusing parts in the trailer. That's all you know. It's just niggerish. I like I like niggerish stuff from time to time, but it's got to be. Oh, uh, let me see. It's still got to be That's some high level niggerdry. That's right. right. There. It's got to be well thought out. I think Master P is is well thought out niggerdry. Oh, really? So are you also considering a pair of his luxury sneaker line? Did you know he had one? No, I didn't. And no, I'm not. You know what it's called? I don't have no idea. Percy's? <clears throat> no. 
How dare you? He was looking for a name with a certain je ne sais quoi. Oh, okay. A certain panache. A certain gusto. So Master P's latest business venture uh, of exotic luxury footwear goes by the brand name Magnati. What? I'm not, nobody's going to wear a shoe named Magnati. Magnatis. Mm. Ain't nobody like wearing Bugatti. that. Sounds like someone mixed Maserati and Bugatti. <laughs> I woke up in a brand new Bugatti. By the way, you, may, you remember that song, I Woke Up in a Bugatti? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that song never made sense to me. I never listened to the word, did you? Well, I would be, I'd be, I'd have some concern if I woke up, not in my own bed, in a multi-million dollar, well, million and some change dollar car, I'd have a lot of questions. I'd be scared, but that, uh, what's the guy's name? Had it, lost it. But that rapper, that's who uh, cares? Who? I said, who cares? Cause that was that was a jammy jam. I mean, he woke up new Bugatti, and he was like, he was he was killing life so much to where he's like, fuck, not this shit again. <laughs> I woke up in a new Bugatti. Yeah, Ace Hood is his name. Ace, Ace Hood. Hood. Yeah, he won Zone Six. He's Miami, so that's why. Nah, he won them Miamis. He won them uh one of those uh Kodak Black. Speaking of which. Be honest, have you heard about Kodak Black and Young and May? I think it's hilarious. My wife thinks it sucks. I think it's hilarious. This nigga won't stop. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. He's gone. <laughs> Fire at will. <laughs> I think it's he, hilarious. If this were Harlem Knights, he would be, you know, he would be Arsenio, uh, the big dude, and then the little motherfucker with the pop gun. He would be doing all those things. Right. Tommy gun and the pop gun. Uh, yeah, that's him. He keeps shooting at this chick. I think inadvertently he is exposing the entire bullshit that surrounds LGBTQ, all that shit. He is un- unintentionally exposing the fraudulence that lies within. Or maybe he still believes in love. <laughs> I still believe someday you will. Yeah. No man, right. no man really wants to fuck young MA. Nobody, no man. Well, Kodak Black does. Do you think he really wants to? Speaking of Kodak Black, I don't know how the fuck we're there, but we're there. Um, did you read that he recently compared himself to uh, <clears throat> Tupac and Biggie? I'm here for it. I would like to see how that plays out. <laughs> um, do we call Kodak Black a mumble rapper? Is he of the mumble vintage? I think mumble died, didn't it? I thought mumble rap died, and now it's like the the it's the baby of mumble rap. It's what we're on now. We don't have a name for it yet. I thought, or maybe it's drip music. I don't know what it's called, but I think we're on the baby of mumble now. Well, you would know being an OG. Oh, nah, man, sense. I don't. I don't know nothing about new rap. Yeah. I might have showed Anywho. my ignorance by saying drip rap. Like I said, so this fool is now comparing himself to Pac and Biggie. In which way? And I'm just wondering if you can you can you name a Kodak Black song? Who? Good one. Um, Kodak Black. I'm gonna be able to name one. That's just because it came on and it features one of my f- favorite young rappers. Who is that? Which song? It's that Z shit. That Z shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that one. Because Travis Scott was one of my favorite young rappers. Mostly for his production. Uh, I did the beat. It's a very, it's a very nice kind of an old school beat. It's very catchy. 
Looking like uh, I still do fraud. No, that part I hate, but it's part of the uh, the the numerology, the mathematics, the God symbol, the out the, the 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 pop algorithm is in that song, so it all sticks. So yeah, right. yeah, I can't name another one though. Sorry. He's been on. Fe- he's featured on some songs that I like. I can't remember the name of them right now, though. Yeah, yeah. He's got little yachty status in my eyes. What does that mean? I don't fuck with little yachty. Oh, um, okay. some UGK influenced. My wife thinks he's funny. She thinks he's like a, a a comedian, and that's why she likes him. Like in what way? Like she just know, thinks he's funny. Oh, <laughs> the I've, things he says. I have things he says. I guess I have no idea. I mean, she's never played the, any of the songs around me, but she just thinks he's funny. So hey. You like it, I love it. I guess so, man. Fake it till you make it, or what am I saying? He's already made it. He's but he's you know, he's a product of many memes. I personally am rooting for him and you know, young young MA to realize that they zing for each other. Nah, she ain't fucking with him, but that's funny as hell to me that he would even that he would even say that in a song is hilarious to me. I don't know why people don't get the humor. Doubling down on this shit. It's, there's 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 so much humor in it. I don't know how you could not enjoy the spectacle of. I know she's like pissed off, like yo, you weird son, you weird. That's that's because yo, she's not that weird son, yo. Nobody thinks she wants to fuck a guy. I don't know why she's tripping like this. She's like she's going too hard. If you ask me, he I said wouldn't say that, Mister Honest. What? See how weird that was. <laughs> it's an inside joke. Well, um, look, do you think she wants to fuck any guy? I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. You know. I don't know. Not even Studs me. Get pregnant too? Not even me, and I'm good looking. You know what I'm saying? Does she get pregnant too? Well, no, not you. Not you. But Kodak Black, I mean, I don't know. He can put his hair up in a bun, and I told you, he's already got pretty sizable uh, percentage of breast material up top. So I'm just saying, you could, I believe you could, you could, you could easily build a woman out of Kodak Black. I think wow. so. Wow. I, I do. Um, That's just crazy talk, man. It is. It is. Speaking of crazy talk, you know who's sick and tired of hearing all this crazy talk about Michael ja- Michael Jackson? Who? His good friend Diana Ross. Oh, it's about fucking time. Where has she been? <laughs> Doing old woman shit, man. She's old as fuck. That's why she's, she has even more license to come out here and crack some of these niggas in their head. Most niggas that are doing you know fraudulent shit right now don't know who the fuck she is. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Diana maybe. Ross, you know they remember the Wiz. Of I course do. you do. He's on down. Otherwise, this podcast would be a sham. <laughs> sham, <laughs> I say. Uh, but anyway, so Miss Ross, you know, was just tired of the bullshit. Uh. Tired of someone besmirching, besmirching. That's the word of the day. Besmirch, besmirching the legacy of one Michael Jeffrey Jackson. Wait, no, that's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Isn't it MJJ? Who's Michael Jackson? No, that's Jordan. I don't know Michael Jackson's middle name. Who cares? It's important. Eh. By the way, he's still in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're not going to do anything. Um, I digress. Miss Ross, in an effort to defend her good friend. Uh, Michael Jackson says, quote, this is what's on my heart this morning, today. I believe and trust that Michael Jackson was and is a magnificent, incredible force to me and to many others. And I told you Miss Ross is old as fuck, so this next sentence is all in caps. <laughs> She's in all caps. 
to defend her good friend against these child molestation allegations. Stop in the name of love. Close quote. Be honest, you know what the fuck I thought of as soon as I read that? Arkells. Step in the name of love. <laughs> That's what I thought of too. Clap in the name of love. Oh, you know what else was thinking about that? What's that? Apparently some motherfuckers in Dubai because they they tried to get R. Kelly over to, to Dubai and he went into court. Um, was it either Thursday or Friday of last week to seek permission to be allowed to travel to a concert gig in Dubai? Have they have they said yes or no yet? Uh, they, they I guess the judge is taking it under submission. The bigger yeah. question is, be honest. What do we think of people that go to Dubai? What do we think they're normally doing? Either shitting or getting shitted on. Exactly right. So I'm like. <laughs> I'm thinking one of two things. I'm like, <laughs> he's graduating. Things gotten so bad that now R. <laughs> Kelly has willfully decided to try to enter into the sex sex work, international sex work trade. I don't know. Or B, is he being called in and come do some work? Well, it may be gra- he has to graduate eventually. He's been peeing on bitches forever. Now it's time to step it up a notch. I guess so, man. So uh, I just find it hilarious. And apparently officials of Dubai, random various officials, have I've been releasing to certain press uh, outlets that no one has made any request for R. Kelly's R. Kelly to travel to Dubai. I don't even know how they could say that. I mean, that's just that's just dumb. I don't know if what the, the government Dubai is putting out press releases on this. Is that what we're really doing here? I mean, is R. <laughs> R. Kelly that fucking important? I mean, I really fucking appreciate if you know, um, you know, I'm fucking you tonight. You know, it had a per- big impact on my life. Sex me always works. And uh, I believe I can fly. Hey, you know, but is, is he really that important toward Dubai's government's got to say, no, 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 we are certain no one has sought Mr. Kelly's services. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, man. Maybe he's just going to be a DJ. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of weird people that are DJs, uh, Remember once upon a time on uh, Be Honest, you mentioned that you don't have anyone to look up, look up to. Uh-oh. So I'm going to suggest— That's a you know, touchy subject, man. Are we, are we really going to do that? I'm just saying it depends on—we don't have to get too serious, but it depends okay. on the scenario. I'm in a talking if, like I bring it mood. Are you going to throw that at me? Oh, wait, see where I'm going. Follow me. So all right, if all right. I could have someone's swag, but not their age, because I believe they're a bit older than me. I would want Idris Elba's swag. So Idris Elba, did you know that he's actually a, a DJ? <laughs> okay, he's a rapper too. Yeah, he's got like a track he dropped apparently last week. I think he's got an album out. It's old though. <laughs> yeah, he's got an album out, but that one's got some singing. This one's gotten rapping. And uh, he got his girlfriend in there. Uh, his, his girl, his, his girl Sab- Sabrina is in, is in the video. Oh, and uh, I'm like, wow, man, he's, you know... Going to be the next uh, Deadshot and Suicide Squad two. That's all You're, marketing. You know, still trying to trying to be in the running for the next next James Bond movie, and got time to drop a whole album. Fuck did you, man! Did you, did you not know that he has a new Netflix movie called? Um, it's not a movie. Charlie. Yeah. Thanks for stealing my thunder. Oh See, damn! I'm sorry. <laughs> so, what you have you seen it? Be honest. I have not seen it. I refuse. And so this new, so in addition to all these DJing, acting, kickboxing, because he fought a kickboxing uh, match a few months ago, maybe, actually maybe six months ago. He's also got a new Netflix program called Turn Up Charlie. That's it. 
And uh, I watched up. about four of these episodes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> You're the one guy who watched it? <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, Shit. Part of me really liked the show. thought it was cool. And then the other part of me was angry at the motherfucker. Okay. Um, so no spoilers. The premise of the show is that Idris Elba is a uh, is a struggling DJ in London, and he has a friend who becomes a model and marries a professional DJ who's not struggling, one of those Steve Aoki types. And uh, and and in the process of their busy lives, they try to hire Idris Elba to become the babysitter slash manny man nanny for their precocious. 10-year-old, 8- or 10-year-old girl. And the movie is supposed to be the relationship between Idris and this little girl and who was uh, very precocious. That's an expensive word for saying crazy as fuck. Right. Problem. Idris Elba's um, mate, his, his good mate and his wife are white. So this is a little white girl who has a black male as a nanny and who tries to torture said blackmail under, and the blackmail has no, this is, this is basically fucking the toy. This is the toy. Remember the, the toy? movie with Richard yep. Pryor? That's what I was about to say. Pretty much the same thing. So part of me is not happy with the, the attempted emasculation of a black man at, the, at a young, you know, white little girl. She's got curly hair like Annie. On the other hand, the less Kunta side of me says, this is some interesting shit. Because the little girl is supposed to have like an off the charts IQ, and she is terrible. And so seeing you know you know Idris and this actor actress's uh, chemistry is pretty interesting, and they they really are an odd couple, and a hilarity sometimes ensues. So I recommend it if you're into uh, you know something that's easy to watch. You're not going to learn anything. You may be pissed off, maybe not. I say check out Turn Up Charlie, or watch the toy where you get to see Richard Pryor. Much oh, better. Do both. It's not a zero sum game, be honest. You can do both. Mm. Speaking of zero sum games and doing both, you about to come out? No. Oh. Uh, not today. Okay. Uh, that, and then that would be premium. Premium content. <laughs> That's premium. <laughs> Unrelated. You know, I see pictures of Mr. Premium in China. And I keep asking myself. Is that his new nickname, Mr. Premium? <laughs> I'm keep asking myself. Uh, I'm not sure if this image hasn't been altered by some you know, Chinese hackers. Because I don't remember Mr. Premium ever really being this happy out in the regular world. Right. If the, if the picture of him, his part of the picture looks the same every single time. I don't know, man. They have Those angled are, differently every time. Yeah. There is a creepy Facebook post. Uh, listeners, so one of, one of our good friends and our brother, uh, co-host of the No Nonsense, Mr. French Reginald, uh, took a internship's not the right word, a, an employment a opportunity yeah, a in China uh, for a year. And so we kind of believe that, you know, maybe his organs are being harvested. No, we don't believe that. You think or that. Or maybe he's just been sold in the sex slave trade. I don't believe no. any of that. So we get images, and, and occasionally he, someone under the name French Reggie pops into the slack room and carries on conversations. We haven't really <laughs> tested him on his memory. But um, so we see these images, and I just hope, and these images, these messages, and 
he dropped some content and very it does sound a lot like his voice. Premium listeners, premium French Reggie content. But I, just, I don't know. I'm not sold. Not sold. I'm I'm hoping everything is okay. I'm hoping everything's okay too, but he doesn't, you know, is is he can't even, you know, shower. He can only I mean, is he showering yeah. and shitting in, in the same place at the same time? That was the upshot I got from one of his premiums. Yeah, he so can't. So it's have a whole company. new world. Yeah. Remember how he said he was gonna stay out of trouble? So so our good buddy, knowing that he is not a Chinese resident, he's black. Um French Reginald. French Reginald says that he's from Haiti. I don't know if Be Honest and any other rare science representative has done a background search on this. We're taking him in his word. You right. Know, it's kind of on his face. Uh, and he does say, you know, what sounds like Patois. Not that I would know what the fuck it was before, but, you know, <laughs> sounds languagey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Words-ish. So, um... Long story short, um, you sound like the dude I, from Pink Panther when you say when you speak French. Oh, really? Yeah, Clouseau or whatever his name is. Jacques Clouseau, double entendeur. Right. But that's not patois. I don't know French. I don't even know what that means. Oh, it means double entendre. See what I did there? Uh, bon temps roulé. That would be Cajun Creole for let the good times roll. All right, right. You wouldn't know that because you fucking hate Cajun food. Anywho. Long story short, um, hopefully, hopefully we won't be pouring out liquor for French Reggie. French Reggie mentioned that he was going to avoid anything that would get himself into trouble. And his last social media post where he had the questionable face, meaning that I've never really seen him that happy in America. Um, he's in front of apparently a lot of bottles of what appears to be horrible alcohol. Did you see that, be honest? I did see that. Looks real setupish to why, me. Why is he leaning over the way that he is? That isn't. That's not a normal real pose. Setupish to me. Yes, looks like an abnormal pose. <laughs> Stop, man! Come on, man! Stop it! Let's move on. Speaking of abnormal things, uh, so be honest. What would you do if I told you that the NFL already has one uh, female coach on its sidelines? Would you believe me? I wouldn't. What team? I believe it's the Raiders. I believe it's a trainer. Wow. Well, as of two days ago, there is now the first NFL team with two female coaches. One's a trainer, physical trainer. I'm going to let you guess and tell me what you what position, because it's a position you think the other female coach coaches. Definitely not head coach. We're not progressive enough. No, not for that head shit. coach. Yeah. Um, trainer's already taken. <sighs> no, it's not the same position. It's kick, an actual position on the field. I'm going to help you out. Oh, no. It, wait a minute. On the field? On what the field. on the field? She's a position coach. Um, special teams. That would seem to kind of make a little bit of sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, because, you, know, you know, you think it's just all strategy. You just line up the X's. You just drawing up the plays, right? Right. Well, man, you and I are apparently just misogynist pigs. I definitely They fucking am. hired one to be the defensive line coach. What? Lori Locust, 
was announced as the assistant defensive line coach. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Also, Moral Havadifar was announced as an assistant strength and conditioning coach. Same thing as, you know, physical therapy or... Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can rock with that one. But defensive line is ridiculous. D-line. Arguably one of the most important positions in the on defense. Not just important, one of the most testosterone-filled positions. Right. Give me a break. So there are two... There, there are two positions in the net. Three, three. There are three positions in the National Football League that command the highest money. Number one is quarterback. Obviously. Then number two and three change depending on just depending on the market at the time. So for those that aren't into football, both these positions are one of the lines. So are the offensive line or the defensive line? Right. This, uh, I think, currently. The highest paid position outside of quarterback is probably a uh, defensive end, particularly a uh, a pat someone that that gets a lot of quarterback sacks that hits the quarterback a lot. And arguably, left guard would be the other one because he protects against the defensive end. Not guard, tackle. That's what I meant. Yep, and left tackle because left tackle, just as Bianca said, normally that's the quarterback's blind spot, and so that would be the biggest danger to the quarterback on a right-handed quarterback. Yes. And most right of them are. quarterback. Right. Most quarterbacks in the league are, well, like like in life. You, right. You seem to find more right-handed people than left-handed people. So why but the hell, still, what city is this, man? You didn't tell me what city this was. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, that's a gay name anyway, so maybe that's why. How do you feel about this, be honest? You're a defensive lineman. All right, be honest. So who do you want to, you, you want to be a, a, a sexy defensive lineman like Lawrence, uh, not Lawrence Taylor wasn't defensive lineman, but but he he did rush from that position. Or do you want to be like a, a, a giant alpha male man-eater like in Dominican Sioux? Who do you want to be? You gotta be a man-eater at defensive line. Okay, so you're so you're you're Bionican Sioux. You're a you go, you're a six five, three seventy-five on a good day, and it's right. mostly muscle. You got gold fronts, and you will fight if somebody disagrees that Pastor Troy ain't the best rapper to come out of the out of the dirty south. And I say, Bianca and Sue, say hello to your new assistant uh, line coach, Mrs. Mrs. Lori, whatever the fuck. First question, she, is she fucking? Lori Locust. This is your new line coach, Miss Lori Locust. You know, I hate to say this, and I'm going to piss off some of our listeners, but the truth of the matter is, when I saw a picture of Lori Locust, I had I I already knew that at least her and the defensive line would have at least one thing in common. Uh, no, they both probably really like chicks. Is going to respect that. I'm sorry, and it's misogyny, whatever you want to call it, but it's almost impossible for a defensive line to accept their direction from her. No offense. Why? Just because it's, it's you have to. It's not. There's not relatable. It, have, when what does she mean? It's just She's not teaching technique. Technique from when has she ever applied it? Okay, so are you saying that the only way? Yes. That's a good coach at that position is if they had played the position. Position coaches have to have played that position. Head coaches are a little different because they're they're more mind, but there's technique involved that's not strategy, but actual physical technique that's that's required in position coaches. Especially well, one like Sean McVay, the current head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, 
who's 33, I believe, maybe 34. He taught at the quarterback position, but he was never a quarterback in the NFL. Though I'm going to assume he played quarterback at some point in his life. So would that be okay? I don't think so. And I'm, Are and you I'm, saying that the position coach has to play the position at the level they're coaching? No, but they have had to have played the position in a real in a real scenario. Like, so I'm sure McVeigh actually was a quarterback either in high school or college. But college he never played yes. in the NFL. I could deal with college because high school there are a bunch of scrubs playing high school. There are some great players in high school, but there are also a whole bunch of scrubs. College, there are not so many scrubs. My problem is offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, fine. You've never played a, a down. Got it. Position coaches, there's going to be some real in-depth questions that a, a defensive line is going to need to ask their coach. And if your coach is a woman, she's never played defensive line. I don't know. if I know there was that one woman you said played kicker or, or wide yeah, receiver that's different. or something. But I'm talking Tony. about— Yeah. You have— My heart belongs to a Tony. <laughs> those that's positions right, are— Bobby Brown, shout out. No shout out for Bobby Brown. Those positions are highly, highly technical, although most people don't know it. There's a lot of footwork involved. There's a lot of placement and hand plan placement. There's a lot of— there's, there's things that she's not going to understand Let unless she's done Let me tell you the it. type of Negroes she's going to be coaching. Remember uh, Jason Pierre-Paul? Does that name sound familiar, JPP? He got less fingers than he's supposed to, right? Why does he have less fingers than he's supposed to? Fucking playing with firecrackers. <laughs> and was he a professional football player at the time? He definitely was. He was a giant. So he was likely a millionaire, wasn't he? He was a giant, I believe. He was a giant millionaire who blew his goddamn fingers off playing with fireworks on the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. These are the types of dud, people y'all. that she's going to have to rationalize with. It's a dud. Hold on. Pow. Oh, shit. There's not a dud. <laughs> I mean, this fool lost his forefinger, part of another finger, and part of the thumb. <sighs> These are the type of people we're asking to be open-minded and accept a, uh, <laughs> a non-traditional coach. Okay. We'll see how this goes. This is not going to be good. And and what's sad about it is, though, is that she might be a great person and probably would have served a better position somewhere else on the team. But now she's going to be the laughing stock because it's going to be awful. It's going to be like Wildcats. Wildcats. Football. All right. Wildcats. So let's do it this way. So be honest. In be honest world, what what position could a is appropriate for a woman to coach on a football team, in your opinion? Uh, she could coach the kickers. I mean, that's really a non-confrontational position. And you know, there there's some women, great women soccer players who've kicked things before. Damn. Okay, I'll go with. I, if you had said kicking coach, gotcha. I would have still been like, ah, where's she gonna, where's she gonna dress on in during team games? But you know, hey, whatever. Why are you looking at her the strength and conditioning coach? Being a female, yeah, yeah, Ooh, sure. You sure. should say that. Being a woman, yes, absolutely. Because strength and conditioning is also is is, is knowledge based. She needs to be in shape, but women uh, condition strength also. So that's that's fine. That's perfectly okay. In fact, what about that, head coach. In fact, the, the strength and conditioning coach is probably preferably a woman because that's going to motivate those guys to like really get in there and do it without steroids. Head coach, what do you mean do it without steroids? You're funny. Why? You think players play without PEDs in the NFL? <laughs> I'm saying that I could go to the gym. Can you, can you name me a player you think is clean in the NFL? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But if I were trying to go and you do... You remember when Peyton Manning, a few a while ago, <laughs> right before he retired, he couldn't feel his arm right. anymore? Right. And then that motherfucker magically got better? Right, right. And if, if Remember Peyton- when Ray Lewis <laughs> literally tore his tricep in half? Yeah. But he sprayed some deer antler spray, and that motherfucker magically got better. Right. 
You know punters get bust, busted for PEDs in these every now and then. Do they? I've never seen that. Bro. I assume it's a joke and no one told them when the piss man was coming. But yeah. Right. <laughs> I can see this. I, I, I got this theory. You can't have football, professional football in America without performance enhancing drugs. You just cannot. I'll give you that. And for no other reason than recovery. Yeah, I'll give you that. So, but I'd be very willing to go into my strength and conditioning session with a. It's got to be a fine woman, though. She got to be fine, and she got to be wearing some tight. And I probably would over. I would like. I would excel at strength and conditioning in those. Yeah, let me ask you a question. So you, I've heard you say before. I believe you played football. Well, actually, I don't know that. Did you play football in high school? I did. (laughs) I also did. Well, well, okay. When you define, I'm gonna do like R. Kelly. Define play. You're on the team. Yeah, I'm on the team. So being on the team means you got to get dressed in the same area? Yeah. How often was there somebody that was naked at an inappropriate time at some point in that dressing room? Always. So how does this even work? What a, what a, what a, what a female coach. Remember that movie? Ever seen that movie, uh, Any Given Sunday? Jimmy Fox, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah was, that dude's dick was out. By the owner. You remember that scene oh, when the yeah. owner is trying to have the press come or something? Or either was a coach. I don't know. A right. dude's just dick, just out. But there's a woman reporter in that in in the shot, though. That's what I'm seeing. So so re- reporters have even more, even limited access to right. players. Right. So coaches have even more access. Well, no, I don't they know, man. They have to change that shit up. It's me too. I, just, I just don't know, man. It doesn't seem like a good idea. Me too. And times up. There's no way dicks cannot be out in the locker room any longer. As now that and we and have- you damn well know if there's a locker room. No, Jesse. There's going to be at least one dick out, whether you can see it, whether it's in your direct purview or not. There's a dick out somewhere in the locker room. Not anymore. We got to shut that shit down. Keep your dick. Someone is doing something. Someone I don't know went to the bathroom and got you know, and I'm trying to get tucked back into the gear, or somebody is adjusting a, a, a cup or athletic support or something. There's always a dick out. I don't know if we've talked about this on this show or not. I know we talked about it in Slack. Netflix has a HR rule that you cannot look at somebody for more than seven seconds without diverting your gaze. Shit's changed. <laughs> That's <laughs> harassment. Looking at somebody for eight seconds is harassment in 2018. To be honest, to be clear, that's pretty fucking weird, man. <laughs> Come on. Seven seconds is actually not a short amount of time to be staring at somebody. <laughs> you would is. expect something to happen at that point, would you not? But it's a rule, though. There should never be a rule. But I think that maybe rule. you're misapplying. Maybe Netflix just applying prison rules in general. And if you stare <laughs> at anyone for longer than seven seconds, seven seconds, then you're clearly uh, trying to initiate a, a fight of some sort. Or thinking really hard and you're not even looking at that person. I don't know, man. I'm just, you're, just, you're making some assumptions here. Right. I mean, like I said, if somebody stares at you seven seconds, you're not going to be happy unless there's a really, really, really damn good reason. And then you're going to want to figure out why it took them seven seconds to tell you what that reason was. So I don't know, man. You know what, though, man? Here's the thing. I'm scared. Here's why I'm scared. We got two position, we got a position coach in Tampa Bay. You know Atlanta is the king or queen, I guess, of... Everything else in the in the LGBT world. So, are we going to get like a transsexual head coach or something here? No, no. The NFL is owned by old white men. Yeah, well, they got a, a gal. They got a gal coaching the the defensive line down there. And to be honest with you, I think that someone's going to call her that. So, I'm going to say, 
I give my support to the defensive line coach. I wish her the best. She's going to definitely have some shit to deal with. Right. I don't. I don't think this is going to end well. Remember when the NBA introduced female officials? Nope. Oh yeah, I do. I saw that one time. Hasn't been a lot of new ones. They no. still have the same OG ones. Yeah. That's a little different. So, but yeah. I don't know. I think um, you know, toxic masculinity is probably the most toxic and toxic and masculine at our in our major male dominated sports. So. Especially football. Yeah. I wish them the best. I think the uh, strength and conditioning coach will have an easier go of it, though in likelihood she will probably see a lot more dick. And I actually think she's straight, so who knows? Shoot your shot, I guess. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> good luck, Tampa Bay. You should always, you know, I, I see what they're doing though. They're trying. They're thinking outside the box. Speaking outside the box, and I think you just tried to launch this. That you believe that San Francisco is actually, uh, sorry. You said Atlanta was actually the capital of certain the LGBTQ and I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. So cats out of the bag. I think San Francisco would get this would still today give Atlanta a run for the money. But I just got back from San Francisco, and I'm happy to say that um, I can see why even if you were I would be proud supporter of the rainbow flag, you would want to live in San Francisco. Be honest. Three minutes. What is that the answer to? Three three minutes. Oh no. Um, question. The answer that answers the question of how long when King Kunta got out of his lift before he saw fresh human shit in the streets of San Francisco. Wow. On a Friday at a fucking you know ten fifty. Was it at least on the ground? <laughs> on the ground over a gate. A, someone ripped off a, this, this is in San Francisco This is in the Met In the In the In the In the urban middle of the city There was wow. a gate Or a grate Or a divider on the ground And someone had taken a An unsolid shit on all of that Wow Fresh Welcome to San Francisco Two more minutes Be honest You know what that is the answer to? Wasn't that a Netflix show? Two more minutes is the answer to the question, how long after King Kunta saw the fresh shit before a transsexual offered to sell King Kunta condoms on the side of the street at 11 o'clock on a Friday? P.M.? (laughs) A.M. So I'm going to paint the scene. So I'm there for my day job. I'm dressed professionally. I've got a suit on. And I'm looking at my cell phone. Why? Because I was hungry. I was trying to find somewhere to eat. That's what I look like. And this woman or person comes by and says, condoms for sale. I have boxed condoms. And I pick my head up and it's clearly someone who's transitioning. So I got to ask myself, what, you know, did, did that, did that, you know, suit, cell phone, did that really convey of I, I want I want to buy a box of condoms? I want to I want to buy some black market condoms on the street at eleven a.m. Is that really what I was conveying? Is that how, would you take it that way? Be honest. If, let's be honest. Let's just play a game that you were in the business of selling um, alternative sourced condom boxes. Right. Would I look like a customer to you at that at that point? I'm just I'm just you know, help me because I don't I don't get it. Who's not fucking? Everybody's fucking. So hey. 
Hey, I see. That's my co-host. That's why I love you, man. No homo. No Jussie. Is that you're right. Everybody's a customer. What's the worst that could happen in that transaction? Mm. In that offer of a transaction, what's the worst that could happen for the the condom seller? The person just says no. Or nothing. No, the answer is no sell. Yeah. So there's a 50-50 chance of no sell or sell. I think there's more of a chance of a sale. What was that? I think there's actually more of a chance of a sale because everybody's fucking. Yeah, but what I'm saying, there's really only two negative outcomes there. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's, oh, yeah. So I, I see he, he or she or uh, was a volume seller, and I understand that was advertising. Well, you I know, take I, it back. I forgot, though. I don't use condoms, so he wouldn't, it wouldn't do any good to me. Again, same odds. I mean, that goes a step beyond. Yeah. You know, what are the odds of you, him running into someone like you? I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, so wow, I take it all back. So, Mr. or Mrs. person who tried to sell me a black market box of condoms on the street in San Francisco Friday at about 11. Well played. First, well thanks, played. For listen, first thanks for listening to the show. Second of all, well played. You know, if I find myself for some reason in the condom and needing a condom again, I will hit you up if I ever see you again in the Tenderloin District of San Francisco at 11-ish. Brunch time. But uh, so, yeah. So, you know what? That's great. You've changed my perspective on this. Now I, now I feel less accosted. <laughs> okay. That was just somebody practicing the American dream. They That's were really it. just, you know. Capitalism. Yeah, capitalism. I'm okay with that. Um but San Francisco, though, I'm literally never taking my family there. I want to go. I just told okay, there are also the last t- two times before I saw needles on the ground. You don't want to go there, man. So that's not, uh, that's not all of San Francisco, though. I heard it's beautiful. That's not all, but it's right in the heart of the city. Yeah. So, I mean, that's problematic. And I was in this neighborhood. So I told you I was looking at my phone trying to find something to eat. And I was in this neighborhood. And uh, it looked like it was a Southeast Asian neighborhood. Meaning uh, Thai or Vietnamese. That's what all the restaurants were. Vietnamese or Thai. <sighs> and then I found this Southern style uh, restaurant. I walked in. Got, you know, a welcome from this big old white boy. Looked like a country singer, like Chris Stapleton or something. And you know what, be honest? I felt comfortable. (laughs) I was outside with the fresh shit and the trannies and in the goddamn Southeast Asian neighborhood where things were mostly not written in English. And I saw the good old boy at the Southern place. It was clean it was a big, it was shiny, welcome me in. Is that what you mean when you say trying to figure out who's American, who's not? Sure. That, that's, a good, that's a good representation. I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, that's, that's, you know, I would be lying to the people if I told you that, you know, I didn't feel comfort knowing that in all what I had seen, you know, I still was able to find what apparently I've been conditioned to associate with not even America, but the heart of America. So I was in a southern style restaurant that's different from soul food right and and i had a friggin' uh country fried steak with uh mashed taters and two eggs no apple pie 
I was in a hurry. But uh, yeah, man. So that fucking happened. I was like, wow, people are layers. Yeah. You know, I guess in my in my DNA, I've got an affinity for, you know, Southern stuff. Can't get away from. Anywho, so at least that's still there. So my whole question is, people of San Francisco, anyone that listens out there from San Francisco, if you take pride in your city, uh, what do you think is going on? Do you have any proposals on, on, on cleaning it up? Because my honest-to-God assessment is it can't continue the way that it looks outside. You've got homeless people everywhere, many of them seemingly have some sort of either drug affliction or a mental condition. They're clearly altered and, they're ha- and need medical care of some type. You've got human feces literally everywhere. Every, it's not dog. You can lie to yourself and think it's dog. It's not. And sometimes you have exposed needles. They've clearly been used. And every time I've been to San Francisco, I've either seen a crime or seen, showed up just after a crime or saw someone trying to you know, prepare for a crime. To prepare for a crime today is I walked by a woman Friday in San Francisco and she was cramming something and I couldn't tell what it was down the front of her pants. And when she saw me, she looked at me and she made a smile. It wasn't an embarrassed smile. Yum. <laughs> what was she concealing that she needed to conceal it in her coochie? I don't know. With a smile though. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. So, you know, San Francisco, goddamn. Conversely, I also went to Bakersfield. I had a better time in Bakersfield. Why? Because I had barbecue at another southern place. Given to me by yet another good old boy. What the fuck, be honest? What is the universe telling me? It's telling you that I was right and that you need to come on to, the, to my side of the wall. Nah, that's not it. So, oh. I put this shit off long enough. <sighs> <sighs> Listeners, so... As some of you may know, Robert Mueller, special investigator, released his report to his boss, Attorney General Barr, uh, late Friday evening. The Attorney General has reviewed um, Mueller's findings in this investigative report, targeting mostly allegations of collusion between the 2016 Donald Trump uh, presidential campaign and Russia and Russian operatives. The report has not been released to anyone other than Mueller's uh, boss, the Attorney General, Barr. And I believe uh, another member of the Department of Justice was able to read it. They, in turn, created a summary of their interpretation of Mr. Mueller's report. So, without further ado... Uh, Attorney General Barr submitted it to Congress, a four-page summary of the conclusions. And I say conclusion, meaning his interpretations of the information contained in Robert Mueller's report, in which uh, Mr. Barr, the current Attorney General, appointed recently by Donald Trump, stated, quote, The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. That's not it. That's one more thing. The report does not recommend any further indictments, nor did the special counsel obtain any sealed indictments that have yet to be made public, the letter stated. 
Barg went on to say that no one associated with the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government despite multiple offers from Russian-affiliated Russian affiliated individuals to assess the Trump campaign. Coordination in regards to this, uh, Barg tells us, was defined as agreement, tacit or expressed, between the Trump campaign and the Russian government on election interference. There was another part of the report in connection with President Trump's and his uh, staff, his cabinet, the executive branch's attempts to stop this investigation. There was a question of whether or not Trump would be uh, charged with obstruction of justice. That's what I was waiting on. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute! So, you're not gonna you're not gonna answer that. What you I just am said? gonna answer it. Okay, just waiting. I'll be quiet. I'll put my 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 hands under my butt again. I'm sending my hands. On the question of obstructing justice, the Attorney General Barr says that Mueller claimed that he conducted a thorough factual investigation into obstruction. Um. While the uh, Attorney General Barr said, while the report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. Barr says that the Mueller investigation into obstruction of justice found that the president's actions were, quote, not done with corrupt intent. Mm. In cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, the report identifies no actions that in our judgment, constitute obstructive conduct, had a nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding, were done with the corrupt intent, each of which, under the department's principles of federal prosecution guiding charging decisions, would need to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to establish an obstruction of justice defense. What does that mean, folks? That means that despite the 22 months this investigation has gone on, Despite the, you know, I believe 13, 14 indictments we've had, <laughs> the findings as reported to us by Attorney General Barr of his interpretation, his summary of the Mueller report, which is not public, Robert Mueller allegedly wrote, in his opinion, that President Trump and no one from his campaign uh, actively engaged in any agreement with Russia to secure his victory. That's, that's the upshot of what, of what Attorney General Barr is saying, the Mueller report says. It's very important for me to say it that way. Oh, come on. Well, this report, the, okay, so that was with, that's with collusion. Barr and Rosenstein... Uh, said that they could not bring a criminal case with proof beyond reasonable doubt that Trump obstructed a specific proceeding. Where do we in hear absence, that before? So, what was that? Say, so where do we hear that before? I thought I think beyond in the absence that. of such evidence, related crimes around the Russian election interference weighed on his decision regarding obstruction. And given that uh, Barr has a has summarized his report to say that there was no evidence of collusion. It does acknowledge that President Trump has not been exonerated for obstruction of justice 
only that Barr and Rosenstein will not pursue those charges. Mm. I'll be honest. I know you want to say you're right and I'm wrong. Well, hang on a second. Can we can we say what Trump said first? Can I can I read you what Trump says? Uh, I'll walk away for three seconds. Hopefully, you'll be done by then. <laughs> All right. Trump tweets, no collusion, no obstruction, complete and total exoneration. Keep America great. Then he comes back and says, it was just announced there was no collusion with Russia. There was no collusion with Russia. There was no obstruction, none whatsoever. And uh, it was a complete and total exoneration. It's a shame our country had to go through this. To be honest, it's a shame your president had to go through this. This was an illegal takedown that failed. And hopefully somebody's going to be looking at the other side. We think about all this, be honest. <laughs> um, you, I, you said that you wanted, to, you thought that I was going to say that I was right and you were wrong. <sighs> Honestly, now that we're here, it it pains me a little bit to to get these findings. As much as I didn't think it was going to happen, it probably was necessary. But as I assumed would happen, when it comes to rich people, they just find a way to not be part of the fray. Even though we all see they're, they're part of the fray, we see their name, we see their fingerprints, it ends up in the end that they're not part of the fray. How that happens? I don't know. How does a, how does a, a high-level executive or a high-level uh, congressman get his son out of a DUI ticket? I don't know. But it happens, right? This interpretation makes me feel the same way I felt when I heard the Jesse Spollett story. Folks, wake up. Mueller's report didn't just all of a sudden grind to a fucking halt. Mueller never attempted again to subpoena Donald Trump. He never had an oral interview with Donald Trump. Michael Cohen just told us that Don Jr. and Ivanka were regularly updated on what was going on. I always assumed that this thing ends when one of Trump's children is on the firing line. We didn't get there. You know, be honest, thinks that I'm a, or says that I'm a left liberal leaning person. Hard leaning. But the truth of the matter is, I understand that it's always checkers, not chess. I also understand that there's a game within a game within a game. Here's what we know. In 2016, the Russians did something to our electorate. We also know that the Russians also uh, were very active in doing similar things during the Brexit vote in England. We know under, in the United States, a populist president with a hard right leaning toward white supremacy was elected. Also somebody that was universally regaled by most people as not terribly sharp on most things, even if you would accept him having a business acumen. We understand that in England, uh, the country is now uh, is, is on, the, on the verge of economical ruin because they're facing a Brexit exit, a Brexit strategy with no strategy. They're going to destroy their economy by leaving the European Union with no strategy. We also know this strategy was pushed forward by 
a hard right-leaning candidate? Would social media help to push these hard right issues forward? Long story short, short folks, the Russians got the candidate they wanted out of the United States 2016 elections. Whether or not the mark in this case, 45, knew, which I believe he did, that they were trying to do that, is kind of irrelevant. It's actually a bigger problem than did Trump get in there and this is just, we get Trump out and we're fine. Actually, now we have a much bigger fucking problem. I think that one of my favorite people said it best about what we should think about the Mueller report. AOC said, quote, he can stay, he can go. He can be impeached or voted out in 2020. But removing Trump will not remove the infrastructure of an entire party that embraced him, the dark money that funded him, the online radicalization that drummed up his army, nor the racism he amplified and reanimated. Yeah, we're still dealing with all that. So that's our primary problem. Our secondary problem is there is some agreement that has been reached between the Trump family, and this investigation. Absolutely. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it entails. Hell, I don't even know if this says about his 2020. But you and I, you and I and everyone here watched where this thing was going. It was going up the pyramid and all of a sudden it just abruptly stops. No further indictments will be sought. Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, Mike Flynn, that was the end of it. Michael Cohen told you what you already knew to be the fact that Trump organization. Nothing happens with Donald Trump and Trump organization without his approval. You think his presidential campaign was any different? So I'm upset. Because my logic is telling me that the words I'm reading don't make any sense given what was happening. And I don't necessarily know what that means for the presidency going forward or for this country. But I think it's pretty clear for most rational people that Russia interfered with our elections. And as a result, in some part, we now have the candidate they wanted to win. How does that make you feel, be honest? I didn't like it before. I didn't like it during. I don't like it now. But this is this is the world we live in. This is business as usual. As I know you hate when I say that, but that's what this is. This is business as usual. Well, business you, as usual is when Russia gets the yes. candidate by actively participating that they want for our president. I don't yep. think that's business as usual. I think that's pretty damn unique. Well, I think what I mean by business as usual is that there's external forces that play a bigger part in who controls our country and the money. Um, and we just go along with it or we don't. But what I'm what I was saying all along was it doesn't really even matter what they find or what they think they found or what they think happened because at the end of the day, rich people get off. Now, you're there are there are a lot of rich people that are in jail because of this, but they're not quite rich enough. This is something this is something bigger than that. Let me tell you two things. For those that think that Kunta has now gone full bro tap and he's wearing his tinfoil hat, one, there's no guarantee that the Congress gets this full report. 
Two, even if Congress gets the report, there will be heavily sections heavily redacted. Absolutely. Why are they redacted? Because they have sensitive information. Sensitive information about what? The goddamn investigation. <laughs> That's the way it goes, man. That's the way it goes. Three. I don't even believe this is Mueller's report. Ah, come on. I don't know about that. Why? What, what, why do you say that? Wait one and two. Are you, are you saying that he he has two reports? He gave them one that that wasn't necessarily what he all the things he investigated. Are you saying somebody? I'm saying else? that there's a possibility the message of what we've been told was the message that what that has been decided that we should be told. I'm saying that the findings contained in his report may, in addition to be redacted, may be wholly just excised, Maybe. altered, changed. Possibly. That's what happens to everything of any consequence in this country. Everybody Anything including. of any interest that affects lives on a massive still scale is very rare that people get. Everybody, including Mueller, has a boss. Exactly. You know, a long time ago, I thought that the internet was this great thing that was given to us. You know, one of the, one of the shining, unique examples of high-level military um, technology being given to the people. But now I no longer believe that. Almost everything is controlled now how? Online. Yeah. That was just moving us to a different grid. Yep. So, you know, Trump is doing what Trump would do. And even if there was an agreement, I'm sure what they would expect him to do because it fits with typecasting of what he would do under these circumstances. And I don't know what it means. Will we ever get uh, Mueller's report? I don't know. Is that going to change what's going on right now? It appears no. What we do know is that Donald Trump has three states with current investigations on him for campaign finance, fraud, and other, other assorted things. And we also, I also read recently that the uh, New York will simply wait. Wait for what, Kunta? For him not to be president. It won't matter, Kunta. It won't matter. I, I I mean, eventually you're just going to have to retire the idea. It's not going to matter. They're, at the end, it's going to come up inconclusive. Um, not enough cause. It's going to always. It's always going to be this way. So, either you can accept it now when you see the Mueller report, or you can accept it then. But it's going to happen. Like let's go it, backwards. Three weeks ago, what Nancy Pelosi say about impeachment? She 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 reeled that back in too. I wonder why. That's odd. What she do you knew mean? that somebody, her boss talked to her, tapped her on the shoulder. Hey, ma'am, come I mean, here. I mean, what do you mean? We just elected all these freshman representatives. Well, hell, one of them, my favorite, Rashida Tlaib, said impeach the motherfucker. Right. Now you're, that's off the table? Yes. Adam Schiff, he's been trying to impeach Trump for the last two years. Oh, yeah, well, that, it would be bad to try to impeach and for that not to happen. That would be worse. We will <laughs> only impeach if we— Wait, what? <laughs> So ignore the shit you've been saying for two years? They sold you a lie, sir. <laughs> they've, they've, they've given you a, a lie to champion. You've been championing, championing their bullshit. So now you're left empty. No, I'm not. People, if it doesn't make common sense, what does that usually mean? It usually means, you know, something's wrong. This outcome doesn't make sense. Nobody spoke to Donald Jr. Nobody spoke to Ivanka. That's where the pyramid was going. 
hit a dead stop. He had Cohen's emails from up to two years before he left Trump's side. Smells funny, people. We'll see how this shakes out. Smells funny. Be honest, feel free to, you know, shoot off streamers, pump some Kanye. <laughs> I'm just gonna you know, keep talking it, talking it like I bring it. Maybe womp, you know, maybe uh, shoot some shots up in there, some some shells in the air. This uh, isn't a victory. This that, I'm not I'm not pleased with the outcome. It's just I knew what it was gonna be. You really thought that they would suppress whatever happened? Yes, I knew that there was no way that they were gonna actually indict him. There was no way he was even gonna get on the stand. There was no, none of that was gonna happen. No way possible. It's just it's just more of the same. And I'm, when I'm saying business as usual, what I'm talking about is external forces come in and they 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 let they they let the shit happen for a little while, and then they say, okay, hold on, buddy, you you're getting outside of your of our comfort zone. You know, you're getting too big for your britches. Reel that in. This is such and such guy. He's the homeboy of such and such. That doesn't look too pretty for you to be going after this guy, considering we have you know we have ties to such and such, and you know it, it just wouldn't look right for our constituents to. To have this type of, you know, color put on them. It just it just happens over and over and over and over and over and over. I'm not I'm not I'm not surprised in the least bit. I'm surprised that you're still surprised. This is a big deal. And one thing I'm very certain about Trump is that he will continue to fuck things up. He will fuck this I see, up. I, I'm not sure that he's fucking things up. That's a different argument though. He will fuck this up. He's fighting a dead man right now, John McCain, and the dead man's winning. Oh, I'm talking to the wrong person for that, huh? You you regularly in, insult dead people across <laughs> the Rare Sonics Network. I do not insult dead people. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Let's wrap on something else. Uh, right. Well, so listeners, this is not the end of the Mueller situation because it's going to be the topic of uh, news for quite some time. There are other active investigations going on. Nah. This is really the beginning. Nah. I would say that I wouldn't look at this as an end. I would look at it as a beginning. That beginning nah. can be of of the end for Trump and whatever deal has been worked out. It could be <sighs> the beginning of you, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's really going on behind certain major decisions that move our, our world. What's really going on? This seems like a, Excuse me, like a very messy, unsatisfying way to end this. I don't get it. <sighs> you know what else I don't get? Be honest, have you ever been celibate for athletic prowess? prowess? <sighs> Force only. Never by choice. <sighs> Another Zone 6 Negro, one of your cohorts... Mr. Cam Newton, have you heard about this? I have. Is he, he's not Zone 6. He's from Atlanta, isn't he? He's from Atlanta, yeah. He's not Zone 6, though. I don't know. Um, and stop saying that shit. I'm not even Zone 6. Fuck Zone 6. You got me, you got me even talking about it like it's, that's a real thing. Because we're all facts here, no Jussie. So Cam Newton, on a lighter note, is uh, he's always looking for a challenge. <laughs> As if, playing as football, if football in the National Football enough. League as a black quarterback who 
the refs think can't be broken, Booby Gibson, who's always under attack by people with no penalties. Um, he's looking for a challenge, looking for a way to train his mind, having like a steel vice. Right. So um, sometimes to train himself, he 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 takes away things he likes. Like, you know, he might have a whole, like a full paleo, no carb, no bread type month. So he's doing these monthly challenges. Do you know what he gave up for the month of March? I heard. Not just sex. That's key. But all of it. Why? Just for the challenge. I swear to God, be honest, I do not fucking understand millennials. <laughs> There's He's not even crazy. any science behind this. <laughs> None. That's Although, why he goes with uh, it's the mental challenge because he knows it's not science backed. Barry Sanders did it, so he says. Yeah, Barry Sanders also retired early, therefore allowing Emmett Smith to be the all-time re- leading rusher. Unfairly. Unfairly. So I, I don't know, man. Cam Newton. I'm going to say it. Cam Newton's a weirdo. Well, let's talk about the other people who've done it that we know of. Barry Sanders, AC Green, all weirdos. You know, out here in LA, AC is on um, various sports channels. I don't know what the hell is going on with his haircut. He's got like a what's the hairstyle in the eighties that New Edition had when they first got on? Shag. Yeah, he, it's like he's got kind of a modified shag in two thousand and nineteen. Sadly, I had a shag up through eighth grade. That's hey, nice. Do you ever ever no, you got the good hair. But I've never had a jerry curl. I'm proud yeah, of ne- that. Never had a damn jerry curl. <laughs> well, what would be the point with you? But for me, I've never had a jerry curl, and I'm quite proud of that. Congratulations, sir. Thanks. Um have you ever uh, been celibate? You mean intentionally? Yes, by choice. No. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't under I don't understand that. Yeah, that's not no man, that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. <sighs> Normally, I'd want to close us out by talking about racism. I want to do something a little bit different. I want to talk about how the fuck we treat each other. Be honest, you seen Captain Marvel yet? Nope, no intention. Have you seen any of the trailers? Nope, no intentions. Do you know that in one of the scenes, she punches a wo- an old woman in the face? Nope. I'm intrigued. A little bit. So you have a white woman punching a white woman in the face, and what do you think happens as she's being the old white woman? Mm, I don't know. She's on a bus punching someone, uh, punching an old white lady in the face. What do you think the people on the bus a black, do? A black guy sticks up for the old white woman? No, they grab her. People grab Captain Marvel because she's beating up an old lady. Okay. You have a white woman beating up an old white woman. Okay, New York. About two or three days ago. An African-American-looking male is kicking an African-American female in the face six times on a subway. What is happening, be honest? Nobody's doing shit. Just oohing and on. Kicked her six times. He kicked a 78-year-old woman six times to the head. After he gets finished kicking her, the crowd saying nothing, at the next stop, he gets off and says, world star that. Oh, shit. Today... Mark Gomez out of Yonkers, New York, was arrested for being the perpetrator of that that vicious attack on a 78-year-old woman. 
What do you think you would have done if you'd been on that subway and you saw this dude uh, kicking a an old black lady in the face, and they're both a, a, a younger black dude kicking an old black woman in the face? What would you th- What do you think you would have done? I would have jumped up and stopped him. I would have done my best to anyway. Why? Because that's just right. They're the right thing to do. How the fuck do you just? So what the fuck happened on this subway? I don't know. I, I can't imagine who else was on that subway. No one got up to stop it. They were just ooing and on and recording. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Mark Gomez, I hope they tear your ass up yeah. on the island. And I mean that literally. And I hope by the time they're done, you realize whether you have a preference for jelly or jam. That's right. I hope you meet Mr. Toss Salad Man, too. And I prefer syrup, I think is what he said. Ever what? I hope they tear your ass up. That's ridiculous to me. I, I, I am not a fighter, but I could see wanting, trying to break that up. Just a thread of decency would have forced a person to get up and be like, hey, at least say nope. something. Shit. Not on this train. All they did was record. Wow. Or All they did was record. That. Or else start that. So that's not racism. That's internal us being bags of cocks to each other and us not policing it. Because I'm pretty sure there were people of color on that train that were part of the oohs and ahs. Sure. I don't know what else he would say world star that if there weren't. So I don't know. The world seems to have gone quite mad. No, you don't agree? Probably not. So this is a great day for 45 supporters, which means that racist crimes are going to go up. No, come on, man. In 2016, every city that hosted a Trump rally had the amount of their uh, race-based crimes go up at least 200%. Yeah, they went from one to four. Come on, man. Get out of here with that, that, that propaganda, man. Come on. Let's not end the show on propaganda. Come on. What do you think Trump supporters are going to take from this uh, public announcement about the Mueller findings? They're not going to take, hey, we should be racist to black people right now. That come on, why would that be the why would that be their their result from this? Why would they resolve to that? Because they're going to feel vindicated and they were right the whole, the entire time that they should continue Making America great again. Yeah, but that's not their. That's that's not the goal of make America great is to fuck up black people. No, the goal of making America great again, just like Brexit, is to get rid of the invaders. The invaders are people that don't look like you as the majority. Yeah. In this okay. case, the majority of Trump supporters would be white male Americans. That's propaganda. I don't know that that's what make America great means to everyone who's a Trump supporter, but you do. So you know. As yeah, far well, as America great, I'm still trying to figure that shit out. We're leaning left like Michael Jackson in um, Smooth Criminal right now. That's cool. Stop in the name of love. Stop <laughs> in the name of love. <laughs> Listeners, let us know what you think about us shooting from the up tonight. I think it's a little premature, and we still need to digest the Mueller, the Mueller report. Uh, we need to get the actual report. Um, that's not what today was about. Don't let the news outlets fool you. Today, you got what Attorney General Barr wanted to tell you about what he think he had, he received from the Mueller report. You essentially had somebody read the scripture 
to themselves than tell you what they think it meant. That's what y'all do every Sunday, so. It's not what I do. And certainly not at King Kunta's Church on the Rock. Lord, hold my mule while I dance Incooperated, based out of Southern California. Weddings, funerals, bar mitzvahs. Just hit me up at rarestonance.com. Put in the subject line, King Kunta Ministries. <laughs> black on both sides, where nothing is black and white. Not this week. Peace. <laughs>